Welcome to The Word Podcast. I'm Julian Spivey, the editor, writer, creator of The Word Webzine. You can find us at thewordwebzine.weebly.com. I'm joined today by my wife, April Hanson Spivey, and we just finished watching the 62nd Annual Grammy Awards together. And we got a lot to unpack, uh, all the big awards, our favorite, least favorite performances, our favorite and least favorite moments of the night uh, we'll talk about tonight. Uh, first off, uh, April... Ha- did you enjoy the show? I found it to kind of be a grueling evening. <laughs> so this is the funny thing, because I don't think we agree on a lot. So this should be an interesting podcast mm-hmm. um, from this show. I actually loved it. I Going through the performance list, I had trouble picking a worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, several were fantastic. So April's laughing because our cat's walking all over uh, our keyboard. Life with animals. Yeah, it's fun. If you hear pitter-pattering <laughs> of dogs, that's going to be them. Uh, yeah, like I said, I thought it was a grueling evening. It was the night was set to be three and a half hours. It ended up closer to four hours. Uh, usually, I really enjoy Grammy night, even though I'm not a huge pop fan, and a lot of the big awards are pop. Um, we had it was just too long, and it could have. It the, was long. The, the Grammys needed long. an editor in my mind. There were things that were just unnecessary like Alicia Keys when she's at the piano playing the Louis Capaldi uh, song and making up lyrics about the art nominated artists. Okay, well first of all, Alicia Keys is never pointless. However, <laughs> I am a fan of Alicia Keys. <laughs> However, there were some just kind of random things thrown in. If you're already going to have a show that's going to run long, it did seem and maybe they didn't know at that point that it was going to run long. I get that, but it just seemed kind of random. So, before we get to the uh, big awards and performances, and there was some huge Grammy history made tonight, we got to start with the uh, the sadness that the show opened up with after Lizzo's uh, starting performance, which we'll definitely be talking about. Uh, host Alicia Keys, it's her second year in a row, I believe, uh, and she opened with a tribute to Kobe Bryant, who, uh, as most of you I'm sure know, died tragically in a helicopter accident with eight others today, including his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. Uh, and the event, the Grammys tonight, were taking place in the Staples Center, which was Bryant's home with the Los Angeles Lakers for his entire, or most of his career at least, if not the entirety of it. I can't remember when Staples Center opened, but they call it the the place that, uh, the house that uh, Kobe Bryant built. Uh, And Keyes said a few words. It was, you know, emotional and nice of her to do. And then she was joined by Boys to Men for a song. I'm not sure what the title of that song was. I'm not sure either, but you know what? Honestly, that was such a powerful Mm -hmm. moment. They did it acapella. Acapella. And you know what? I know Alicia Keys is like just mind-blowingly talented, but to have a moment like that and to do it acapella in the Staples Center and just kind of command the room in that way, it was just... It was beautiful and moving, and it was what it needed. Being the home of the Los Angeles Lakers, they had both of Kobe Bryant's uh, retired jersey numbers. He wore two jerseys dur- numbers during his career, eight, which he started out with, and then 24, which he finished his career with, and both of those uh, were illuminated in the rafters at Staples Center, and they showed them on, on the CBS telecast after that. So that was really an emotional moment. Uh, especially being in the city of Los Angeles where Bryant was a cultural icon and a hero to many and it was something that would pop up a few times during the night it popped up uh, a lot during the red carpet show before the telecast uh, with people uh, basically you know paying tribute to to Kobe Bryant and even like with you had mentioned like after Lizzo's performance she said this one is for Kobe Mm -hmm. which was great I wasn't sure how that was going to 
you know, really work out at the beginning, but I'm glad that she said something right off the bat. Let's start out with the major awards. Uh, the Grammys have four big categories and then uh, almost 80 or so other categories. Uh, the big four are Album of the Year, Song of the Year, Record of the Year, and Best New Artist. <laughs> Sorry if you hear the dogs barking. If you're listeners of this podcast before, this is probably a message you've heard me say before. They're running around our house while we're recording this. Not much we can do about that. Uh, the big four and awards. And you know what? Maybe they'll bark in like agreement. Yeah, maybe. So we'll see how this works. The big four awards tonight. Uh, not spoiling anybody because if you watch the show, you, if you're listening to this recap, you probably watched the show. Uh, there was some history made tonight. For only the second time in Grammy's history, the same artist won all four big awards. And that is 17-year-old, just turned 17 this month, Billie Eilish. Uh, She won Album of the Year for When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? She won both Song and Record of the Year for Bad Guy, which she co-wrote with her brother slash producer, Phineas O'Connell. And she won Best New Artist, which is an award that... I don't really think should be at the Grammys, and you can find the I'm reason. Not sure why. You can find the reason why on on the word webzine.weebly.com if you go on there and read my article I published on um, Saturday night. Uh, you're not sure why I won. That, that's what I was gonna say. I'm not sure why that they have it. Yes. Um, so go to that and read that, please. Um, Eilish also won Best Pop Vocal Album for When We All Fall Asleep. Where do we go? So she won five. Uh, categories in general i think she was nominated for six uh, her brother phineas won six awards because he was also he also won producer of the year so a huge huge year for billy eilish unlike we've ever really seen before except for in 1981 when christopher cross won all four as well of course you can only win all four big ones once because you can only win best new artist once uh hopefully billy eilish won't go the way of christopher cross who basically was a one-hit wonder and then Never heard from him again. Uh, how do you feel about Eilish sweeping all the major awards? And do you think she will have much of a career going forward? I think she's going to have a huge career going forward because she's obviously built up a very loyal fan base. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she just turned 17 is just mind-blowing to me. And not only that, but that they made this, you know, album in their bedroom. <laughs> I mean, or yes. in her bedroom like that. And her brother produced, you know, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Is just that amazing. was a really great story for me that she yeah. and her brother did this together. They seemed very, she also referred to him as her best friend uh, during one of the acceptance speeches. I gotta say, I know she was there four times, so her acceptance speeches started getting uh, shorter and shorter, but I kind of like that. Uh, the night was already too long and it kind of, you know, helped things speed along at the end. I do think, and you know what, I just need to give the album really, and that's to, you know, full disclosure, I have not really listened to it much, but I, I really. I'm just shocked that Lizzo didn't get more. I just love yeah, Lizzo. Yeah, <laughs> she, she was nominated for more awards than anybody with eight. She did win three, but only one of those was on the telecast. She won Best Pop Vocal Performance for uh, Truth Hurts. It's the only award that Truth Hurts won. She also won, I believe, Best Traditional R&B Performance, or it may have been Best Contemporary R&B Performance. It was one of the two for a song on her album uh, called Jerome, which is a great performance. And her uh, album, Because I Love You, won for Best Urban uh, contemporary album or best urban alternative album. I forget what the name of that award is, but it's she did win just three. Like little tiny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. uh, were you sh- shocked though that Eilish swept the main awards? I was. I thought. I thought that the Grammys would uh, give them 
split things up a little bit. Absolutely. I, I thought they'd split it up. I kind of thought Eilish of and Lizzo would, would split the night. Right. And I also thought, even though he won, I think, two awards, I thought Lil Nas X might take record of the year just because you had uh, Old Town Road as the uh, all-time longest-running Billboard number one. Now, I know charts don't really come into play that much with this but i thought that that might be enough to push it over a bad guy or a truth hurts if you told me early in the year that um old town road wouldn't win (laughs) i would have been shocked well i definitely think bad guy and truth hurts and some of the other nominees were were better than than, um ariana grande had a bunch of nominees nominations she didn't win any lana del rey had a bunch of nominations she didn't win any, any i don't think she was even in attendance uh, Bonnie Vare was not in attendance. He had uh, Album of the Year and Song of the Year nominations that uh, didn't go his way. I think actually, I think Record of the Year, not Song of the Year. Uh, but so those were some of the big losers of the night. Although some of their music, I'm not a huge Bonnie Vare fan, but I definitely recommend Lana Del Rey's uh, album on uh, Norman Fucking Rockwell. I thought it was ridiculous how the uh, telecast handled it, saying Norman freaking Rockwell. I knew they wouldn't say the F word on television, of course. Well, how else would they have handled it? Bleep it. Just bleep it. You bleeped everything else during the <laughs> night. Even, yeah. Uh, let's get to some of the other awards now that the major ones are, are gone. And uh, that was kind of easy because Billie Eilish won them all. Not yeah. a whole lot more to say. I think she's very deserving, even though uh, I predicted that Truth Hurts would win Song of the Year. I kind of wanted Truth Hurts to win yeah. Song of the Year. I guess we're not done talking about the big four. Uh, <laughs> I just I said I said yeah. that in the podcast Tyler Glover and I did last week where we previewed and predicted and said who we thought should win and even though i thought truth hurts should win song of the year my favorite song in the category was actually hard place by her i knew that wouldn't win uh but i'm okay with bad guy winning here i'm definitely okay with bad guy winning uh uh record of the year too and i'm not too surprised but again i thought old town road might get in there uh just to get little nice x some some major uh, uh showtime uh, do you have anything else to add before we go on to some of the other award winners? You know, I'm I'm okay with Billie Eilish winning, obviously, but I really, really wanted to see Lizzo take home more. I mean, she's one of those artists that's just, I, I just don't know anybody that doesn't like her. And not that that's, it's yeah. not a popularity contest. She's got to be one of the most so liked new artists uh, in the uh, uh, country, probably the world. Just, yeah. But... Maybe Billie Eilish is too. I mean, I don't know. I the people that I know seem to prefer Lizzo to Billie Eilish, but I mean, I just it's a short, a small group of people. I just wanted to celebrate Lizzo a little bit more. She got three awards. I know only one of them was on the telecast, and she opened the show. But so I think that's kind of enough. I don't. I don't think she'll be too broken up about about Billie Eilish beating her in the top four categories. And I truly believe that both of them. I'm hoping at least are destined for more Grammys in the future. So I don't think it's. Most I really don't think either of them is be. Yeah, I don't see that happening either. Uh, some of the other major awards uh, in the uh, genres, at least. Uh, let's let's go to the winner for both country album and country song. Both of those went to Tanya Tucker. Uh, country album was While I'm Living. Country song was Bring My Flowers Now, which was also nominated for Song of the Year overall. These were done during the pre-show ceremony that could be streamed at Grammys.com, uh, which I watched the entirety of. Uh, it's always uh, an interesting thing because they do like 80 awards and it's boom, 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 boom. But they do have some performances. There were great performances by Yola, who actually was unfortunately one of the biggest losers of the night. Nominated for four awards, didn't win any of them. I'm shocked she didn't win at least one or two in the American Roots categories. Uh, but Tanya Tucker's awards were both held 
during that portion of the show. And I think that that's the Grammys, and this has been done before, uh, showing massive disrespect to country music. Uh, I remember a few years ago when Sturgill Simpson won Best Country Album for uh, Sailor's Guide to to Earth. That was done in the pre-show, and he performed on the telecast like Tanya Tucker did because he was also nominated for Album of the Year overall. Uh, That may have been, I think that was the year Adele won for uh, 25. But you have to get the major country awards, at least one of them, onto the show. They got two major rap awards onto the show tonight. Uh, They didn't get a major rock award on the show either. Rock has fallen behind in terms of popularity and performance, but country music is still the most listened to genre in the country. And they did do a country music award on the telecast, best group slash duo vocal performance, which is out of the four country categories, I think the weakest nominees. Uh, And... But they did it during the telecast and Dan and Shay's Speechless, which was a major hit on country radio, even though it's a pop song. They were there because of popularity, I guess. But this would have been a perfect opportunity to let Tanya Tucker shine. Now, she did get to shine with a performance, something Dan and Shay didn't do. Uh, they may have performed on last year's show. That song's been around a while. Uh, and her performance was great. Unfortunately, our, our local affiliate uh, out of Little Rock, Arkansas, was having some technical difficulties. So we miss... Uh, Part of the performance of Bring My Flowers Now with Brandy Carlisle, one of the uh, co-writers of the song, uh, on the performance. But what we did here was spectacular. But I just think it's a huge disrespect to country music to not put either album of the year or country song of the year on the telecast. What do you think about that? I really agree. I think, but again, when you look at mainstream popular country and what the fans are going to, who they're going to know, they're going to know Blake Shelton. They're going to know Dan. They're not going to know Tanya Tucker, which is so sad. They should. And this is why, and it should not be, it's the Grammys. It really should, you know, the Grammys does have a history of obviously respecting artists that, you know, maybe aren't the most popular, obviously, her getting these awards. Yeah, which is well which deserved. is why I love the country categories. I said this with Tyler last uh, early last week that I love the Grammy Awards when it comes to country music because they don't care about what's played on mainstream country. This is why Tanya Tucker can win two big awards. This is why Sturgill Simpson can win an award. This is a uh, this is why people like this are. This is the platform for them, and she had that platform for performing, so maybe I shouldn't be complaining too much. No, but- I do think it's disrespectful. I really, truly believe, because if you think about it, and if somebody like Blake Shelton was going to win Album of the Year, you think that they wouldn't have him on the Grammys as that? I just, I don't know. I really, I think that they should, actually every year, they should have whoever wins the I think every major major genre, and yeah. for, for and I, I'm a huge fan of the American Roots categories. I know you're not going to have an American Roots category on the telecast, but I think other than the big four, they should either choose a song or album for rap, which they had two categories on this year. I think at least two. They may have even had three. Uh, country rock which they didn't have any of and r&b which they didn't have any of now the others i know there's always going to be genre fans say well i would like to have traditional blues or i'd like to have best folk album but i think r&b rock country rap and pop are are the main five that should be on the television and really but country music is so huge right now and i mean we can debate all day long about what is true country music and what is pop country but still the fact that they did not have it is just mind-boggling to me so let me look through the performance where tanya tucker and if you count blake shelton with uh, his girlfriend gwen stefani as a country performance 
were those the only ones? That's if we're not counting uh, Lil Nas X's uh, Old Town Road, which I'm not. Uh, yeah, those were the only two country performances. That just seems uh, like a big lack of respect all around for country music, uh, especially because I don't really consider what Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani did as country music. Uh, best rap album went to Igor by Tyler the Creator. Uh, he's considered an alternative hip hop artist. Uh, it was interesting his performance of Earthquake on the uh, show. Uh, haven't listened to the album. Don't have much to say about that. Uh, best rap song, which was done in the pre-show, was "A Lot" by Twenty One Savage featuring J Cole. Uh, wasn't my predictor. Uh, it wasn't what I was hoping to win. Uh, but you know, popular hip hop stars there. Uh, best rock album went to Social Cues by Cage the Elephant. And one of my favorite awards of the night was Best uh, Rock Song, went to This Land by Gary Clark Jr. He performed it on the show. It was great. We'll get to that later. Uh, two of my favorite categories, Best Americana Album, went to Oklahoma by Kev Moe, a uh, great bluesy artist. Uh, he's won Grammys before. Uh, pretty good album. Wouldn't have been my choice. Uh, I would have chosen Yola's Far Away Look. And actually, that's not the name of her album. That's the name of her song. But I can't, I can't remember what her album is. But it's great. Uh, and for American Roots song, which is where I would have chosen the song "Far Away Look" by Yola, went to "Call My Name" by I'm With Her, who performed uh, that song on the pre-show telecast, and it was great. And I don't uh, have anything bad to say about them beating Yola. I just would have given my vote to Yola instead. Uh, do you have anything to say about any of those winners? You know, I well, okay. Well, I guess I could uh, save the whole Tyler, the creator thing for our yeah, we'll get uh, to the, of the performances. performances. But um, no, I'm very glad that this land um, won for best rock song. It's a very powerful mm-hmm. song. Um, and I think that that was, you know, obviously a, a good choice there. So, uh, Were there any nominees tonight other than in the big four categories you would have liked to have seen? When I know your favorite singer of all times, Miranda Lambert. Do you think uh, it all comes out in the wash? Should have beaten Tandy Tucker's "Bring My Flowers Now." Oh gosh! I think "Girl Going Nowhere" by Ashley McBride should have beaten it, but I'm perfectly content, and I knew Tandy Tucker was going to win this award. I actually think "Girl Going Nowhere" is a better song. Well, I don't know. Maybe not a better song. It's just it's. There's something special about Ashley McBride singing that song, which, I mean, there's so many artists that have come from, you know, nowhere and just have this whole fame and just the appreciation for, you know, finally making it. And I think it's just a very relatable song, whether you're an artist or, you know, someone that is, you know, achieving a goal that or a dream that you've had for so long. But I mean, here's the deal. Tanya Tucker's, you know, Bring My Flowers Now, that was such an... It's a powerful song. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. is. I mean, uh, and, and honestly, even tonight with all the you know tragedy and everything that we're, you know, obviously it's a good message. It ended up yeah. being a great message for the night to tell somebody you love them before mm-hmm. they're gone. Uh, one of both of our favorites, Eric Church, was nominated for two awards. Uh, he has now been nominated. He was nominated for best country album for Desperate Man, uh, best uh, country song for some of it. Uh, of course, Tanya Tucker beat him in both categories. Not surprising. Uh, I would have voted for Church's album over Tucker's uh, personally. Uh, these are Eric Church's ninth and tenth career Grammy nominations. He has not won one yet. So in my opinion, he's already climbing the ranks as one of the all-time greatest artists in any genre not to win a Grammy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's actually, Bob, I did not realize he's never won a Grammy. That's uh, unfortunate. This was <laughs> Tanya Tucker's, uh, Tanya Tucker's with her uh, three nominations this year. 
uh, got up to 14 for her career, and her first nomination came over 40 years ago when she was 13 years old for Delta Dawn, and tonight was the very first time she had won a Grammy at the age of 61. You have Billie Eilish winning at the age <laughs> of 17, Tanya Tucker winning at 61, just a nice range of things. Uh, Willie Nelson, who's in his late 80s, won the other country uh, a nominee for Best Vocal Performance for Ride Me Back Home. Uh, somewhat of a surprise, but uh, I'm okay with it. I'm always okay with Willie Nelson winning awards. It was his 10th career Grammy. Uh, I've been a fan of him in the past. Let's get on to... Actually, I want to talk about some of my favorite winners. Um, this Land, as I mentioned, uh, Gary Clark Jr. is an important song. Uh, he had a neighbor in uh, Texas come up to him and thinking he was not the owner of his property, his ranch there in Texas, uh, I guess because he's an African-American. And uh, he said, this is my place. So he wrote kind of this song, This Land, about how he belongs here. Um, and it's a great rock song. Uh, well, and it's it's very, it's a powerful song, but I love so. the, the, well, I don't love the story because obviously it's a horrible yeah, story. Yeah, it's about a bad thing, but he turns it into a, a great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a, one of the, the greatest living guitar players uh in any genre of music and he won, he had a big night he won three awards he won both uh best uh, rock song and performance for this land and his album which is i believe also called this land won best contemporary blues album uh this land's definitely the more rockiest song on the album and i hope and this is why the grammys is so great for these moments is because if people who have never heard of him hopefully are going to check him out now just based on his performance uh, and another one of my favorite winners, this happened during the pre-telecast uh, uh, streaming portion, Elvis Costello won a Grammy for Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album for an album he released last year called Look Now. Uh, it just does have great uh, vocals. And anytime Elvis Costello gets to run up to the stage and accept a Grammy Award, I'm going to be happy about that. Do you have any favorite winners from, from uh, the Grammys? You know, I just, most, not really. I mean, there's, <laughs> I'll have to look back. There's so many. You're going to so go with, with Lizzo's for Truth Hurts for Best Pop Vocal, I'm not Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm guessing more of that. I, you know, again, if, you know, Eric Church had won mm. or Miranda Lambert. I mean, I love Tanya Tucker. I've always loved her. But it's, I really think that, you know, Lizzo winning was, would be my favorite. Let's get into our least favorite performances of the evening before we get to our favorites i know what your least favorite performance was so go ahead and talk about it a little bit um okay well tyler the creator what earthquake the song earthquake yeah. oh, with uh with yeah. charlie wilson and voice to men at the beginning okay well what the shit <laughs> because that was the weirdest thing and honestly I'm thinking about it. The production of it was Pro- interesting. Production was great. I was going to say it the production was, was very interesting. I think it was the most interesting production of the entire night. I thought, I thought, uh, I kind of thought that uh, Billie Eilish was going to perform Bad Guy and it would have had a great production or something else. Because uh, if you remember her on Saturday Night Live earlier in the season, uh, she did it in the revolving room and it was a, just a great production performance. I had Maybe she's tired that. of singing that uh, live. So she performed a quiet song, which really shocked me. Uh, I liked that. I mean, I thought it was interesting, but I would have liked to see kind of that interesting production because she her whole album is you know interesting production. I mean, that's kind of the really the only her. production we had performance wise was uh, was Tyler the Creators. Uh, Old Town Road. Old Town Road had mm-hmm. a, a production with multiple rooms. That was interesting, uh, even if the performance itself was kind of a cluster. Uh, and then Ariana Grande had a major production. Uh, 
in her performance, and to some extent, Gary Clark Jr. with the background. I was going to say the background. But it was cool. mostly just the background. Uh, but, the, you know, this is music. I'm not a... Uh, the Grammys usually you get big pr- uh, production. I don't need that. Uh, I did find it the best part of the Tyler Creator performance, though. Uh, what do you have to say more about Earthquake? <laughs> and I am pronouncing um, that right as E-A-R-F-Q... U-A-K-E. So if you think I'm saying it weird, that's, that's, if you don't know about Tyler the Creator's song, that's how it's pronounced. Well, I mean, the whole thing was weird. Even the name is odds to me. I mean, and maybe, you know what? We all have our, what we love in music and everything. I didn't get it. I thought it was really weird. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I was just confused. I didn't really view it as a musical performance. I just was confused by the whole thing, and I just didn't like that's it. That's kind of the thing about Tyler. The I don't. I'm not an expert, but I think that's kind of the thing about Tyler Creator with the so-called alternative hip hop. I think it's production, uh, maybe more so than music, which I can understand why that would bother some well, people. Well, I mean, I'm kind of a purist in the sense of I do like repre- appreciate a good mm. vocal, like, and mm. I love that. You know, above anything else, you can, you know. Do away with all the production. If you have a, like a stellar vocal, then I'm gonna love that more than anything you can throw out there. And yes, the production element was very interesting, but I thought that the performance was just terrible. Not knowing a whole lot about Tyler the Creator, I actually tweeted during the show: Is Tyler the Creator hip hop's David Byrne? David Byrne, of course, the frontman of the Talking Heads, and did a lot of the the weird dancing and stuff in the 70s and 80s that we kind of saw from Tyler the Creator on on stage and i just wish there was i don't know i mean i think hip-hop the grammys doesn't do enough with hip-hop anyway it, it seems like they haven't in the past or whatnot and i do think that that was just a weird i wish they had just done more <laughs> a different it picked a different hip-hop artist to, to well he was the winner of album of the year so i think he is the guy to perform this year Ugh. if anybody's gonna perform uh it know. wasn't one of my it wasn't my least favorite performance it is in the bottom half i did rank these from from uh, best to worst in my opinion course just my opinion but uh yeah i mean it wasn't my near the top of my favorite either um my least favorite of the evening and this is gonna have a lot of people shut off the podcast now i and i think if if you've even back listening after what i said about her last week i just don't get the ariana grande fascination uh and i'm she performed a medley of three of her songs, Imagine, that was fine, uh, Seven Rings, which I absolutely hate, and Thank You, Next. So I mostly put this last because I just cannot stand Seven Rings. It kind of uh, plays off of uh, The Sound of Music's My Favorite Things, which uh, gives her a shared song credit with Rodgers and Hammerstein, which is interesting. I just find it annoying. Not so much the My Favorite Things aspect, but the part where she's talking about you like my hair? Gee, thanks. Just bought it. I just, the way she performs that just, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. I absolutely couldn't stand Grande's performance. And I know she has one of the bigger stand uh, populations of any performer. So don't set my house on fire, please. Uh, you know, what, what, do you, what do you have to say about that performance? It didn't make my top performances. However, her voice is so pure. Like, I love her voice. I wish she did better. She wasn't singing for some of that, though. She was letting the backing track take care of it for ah. some of the dancing. But but she, when she did sing, she she, yeah. she did sound uh, really good. And I, did, you know, I, I don't really like Seven Rings either. I don't hate Thank You Next. I mean, I just... I, it's the I'm kind of pop huge... music I don't like, whereas yeah. Truth Hurts, some of the Lana Del Rey stuff, even some of the Billie Eilish stuff, that's... that's 
just better pop music to me than than what this was. Even though I think Ariana Grande is more popular. I thought it was oh for sure, but it was a cool. Well, I'm not sure if she's more popular than Lizzo at uh, the moment. She's got years on, on her, so I'm sure she is. That's true. Well, I don't know. I mean, I didn't dislike the performance. I mean, it was interesting. I mean, she definitely did a good job, and I mean, it was visually it was kind of cool. But I mean, I, I like a voice. I didn't hate it. Again. At the other one, Tyler, the creator, that was just weird to me. What What else did you not particularly like performance-wise? Um, so this is probably going to irritate other people as well. I just didn't really get into the Aerosmith. And I love Aerosmith, but I didn't really get into that performance. I didn't really... I don't know. It just wasn't my thing, which is odd, because I really do like uh, Aerosmith. And I have no problem with, you know, Run DMC, obviously. But I just, I didn't really care for it. I believe there were 18 or 19 performances by my count tonight. I do have Aerosmith as the eighth best, but that's mostly for their opening of Living on the Edge. Once Walk This Way started and once Run DMC came out, it kind of turned into a mess. That's and, when and I, I kind of lost I, the interest I, in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I hate saying this because it's such an important song. The version they do with Run DMC, because in the early to mid-80s, you had never seen these two genres mix. And Aerosmith and Run DMC, especially with the major play of the video of Walk This Way on MTV, they just combined the two genres and showed, showed the world what can be done when genres mix. Uh, sometimes it works great. Sometimes it doesn't work at all. It worked perfectly in the 80s with Run DMC and Walk This Way. I think the problem was age has not been kind to both Run DMC and Aerosmith, and I think it showed mightily in the Walk This Way performance. I thought Living on the Edge was a pretty good performance, though. Here's the, the one of the controversies of last week, is Aerosmith said they were performing tonight as a tribute because they were Grammy's Music Care Person of the Year, Band of the Year, uh, so that's why they were performing. They didn't think that Joey Kramer, their longtime Rock and Roll Hall of Fame drummer, had kept up with the times, had been practicing, so they kicked him to the curb for this performance. And he took him to court last week. And the judge sided with Aerosmith, so he wasn't a part of the performance tonight. But how bad could Joey Kramer possibly be not to be a part of that mistake tonight of an Aerosmith performance? I, that just doesn't make much sense to me. Do you have anything else uh, as far as worst? Um, you know, the Ken Ehrlich, is it Ehrlich? The Ken Ehrlich tribute, the producer, they were paying tribute to him. He's been a long-time producer, and he said, I don't want to be on, on stage, uh, just do a tribute to uh, music education, which is nice. It is nice, but and it's cool that he didn't feel like he There was to be no need for this performance. It was the most self-serving performance I remember. Uh, they performed Sing the Body Electric from the movie Fame. Uh, it started with uh, Camila Cabello singing. They had some great musicianships from Joshua Bell playing playing the violin, Lang Lang on piano. Gary Clark Jr. did some great guitar work. And then Cyndi Lauper came out and sang a bit. Ben Platt came out and sang a bit, the Broadway star. The Warren Treaty made their first Grammy appearance. They're a terrific duo. Hope to see them in the future. They'll probably be nominated in the future. This was a weird way to introduce them to the stage. (laughs) Common came out, did some verse. And the most interesting part about it was uh, they had student choirs and orchestras because this is for the musical um, education. But it just was a waste of time in my opinion and made a long night even longer and honestly it probably would have been better if they just you know if they're gonna do it then just have like one artist or you know maybe even just a few artists but make an actual good grammy moment 
pick a song that's I, I don't know just different make a make a really cool Grammy I don't know if you've been the producer of the Grammys for how long do you know I don't have it's any been idea. a long time I don't know but okay. he's a controversial figure just last year Ariana Grande wanted to perform Seven Rings on the show he said no she left uh, Taylor Swift left this year she was going to perform she decided last second not to I don't know if there's anything with Ehrlich on that but there have been stars ha- have run-ins with him before and a few years ago he said something stupid about women performers uh, basically uh, paraphrasing if they were uh, worthy of being here they'd be here oh I remember that was that. dumb yeah that was dumb I, I just Self-serving. That's all I have to say about that one. Uh, there were some performances that did not belong in the Grammys. Some of them were good, but they didn't belong in the Grammys. I think that the Grammys should have nominated artists performing. It's the biggest year. It's the biggest night in music, and it celebrates the year in music. So, Billie Eilish performing makes a ton of sense. Lizzo, her, Gary Clark Jr., uh, Jonas Brothers. Tyler, the creator. These performances all make a ton of sense. Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani makes no sense at all. Blake Shelton did have one nomination for God's Country for Best uh, Country Vocal Performance. He was beaten out by by Wheezy Nelson, Willie Nelson. Uh, And... uh, I love him. That was just a stupid joke. <laughs> I uh, thought you accidentally had said no, that. I was like, I love oh, him. that's hilarious. Don't, don't write me letters. Uh, <laughs> no, we love Willie Nelson. But I've seen him five times more than anybody. Yes. In fact. Uh, Blake Sheldon and Glenn Stefani. Stefani wasn't nominated. They performed a new duet, Nobody But You. That did not belong. Eh, I'm Team Miranda. <laughs> I get, I get the appeal of having Demi Lovato there, and it's a great story. She almost died of an overdose last year. She's had mental problems. She's back. Sounded great on a new song called Anyone. So the performance was great. She doesn't belong there. She's not a nominee. Maybe that'll get her a nomination next year. Then she could have been there. But I do think, I, you know, especially because we talk a lot about, um, you know, like mental health issues too and just like everything. And I do think sometimes the Grammys will, or or music shows should in general, you know, shed a light on certain problems. I mean, I know we've seen award shows do that all the time. So, I mean, it different, you know, type of... But what about shows, Lana but... Del Rey who had a bunch of nominations and wasn't there? And it may have been her decision, but she didn't perform. What about Bonnie Vare who wasn't there who had two major nominations? What about Vampire Weekend who was there and they won Best Alternative Album for Father of the Bride and were nominated for Album of the Year, and they could have performed. No, I totally uh, get it. Yeah. That's, that's true. I mean, I agree with you there, is the fact that if you're nominated and you can't even perform, yet other people that are not nominated are performing that. Honestly, to me as an artist, that Lewis was... Capaldi seem- was nominated for Song of the Year. He could have performed. He was there. Yeah. Uh, they never informed, apparently. Uh, I don't have a problem generally with hosts performing, and Alicia Keys did, performed a new song with Brittany Howard on guitar called Underdog. I believe Howard was on backing vocals, too. Uh, but when she did the long kind of opening earlier in the night, that to me was her 10, 15 minutes. We don't need another performance from her. So I think they need to make it about those who belong. Uh, do you have anything more you want to say about that? No, I, th- I like I said, I agree with those you. Those are pretty much all the performances I, I didn't like. I mean, I, I didn't. I, you know, I did, there was one R- that Rosalia was, kind of like, was good, but I don't, I don't. I'm not a flamenco Latin fan. I don't quite know what was going on. I don't even know what the name of the song was. She was worth worthy of being there, especially as the Best New Artist nomination. But I just, it's not every performance is for everybody, and that one probably wasn't for me. I agree. I have that under my eh category. Yeah. I mean, it, she did fantastic, but it's just not my thing. Do you have your favorite performances of the evening ranked? 
I don't, well, you know what? I'm not sure I'm so indecisive. I don't think I have them ranked, but I do have them. So we'll just see how it goes. <laughs> I've, got, I've got all mine ranked. I'll talk about my top five. And then if you have that many, you can talk about yours too. Some of them I'm sure are going to be the same. I was very irritated about our local affiliates' technical difficulties through a few songs. Well, I wasn't so irritated about it during uh, Ariana Grande's performance, but I was really irritated during uh, Tanya Tucker's performance with Brandi Carlile on piano. They performed Bring My Flowers Now, a great song, was great for the night, and I know most of the country didn't have this problem, but I couldn't hear most of it. I have it as my fifth favorite performance. Had I heard more of it, it may have been, it likely would have been higher. Uh, do you have anything to add about Bring Me My Bring My Flowers Now, Tanya Tucker's performance? You know what's weird? And I guess it's because it almost seems like they try to relegate like the country artist to like the little stage. <laughs> and I don't know why, maybe it's just me that I'm thinking that, or, you know, I understand it's more intimate performances, but they have intimate performances mm -hmm. on the big stage yeah. too. And I, you know, I think Tanya Tucker, I mean, good gracious, she's a seasoned performer. She could have done it on the main stage. They could have had a cool background. I mean, they could have done something... I, I don't know. I just think that it could have been a bigger moment than it was. Yeah. Um, I know you said yours weren't necessarily right, but what do you have? I have, okay, so I love, I love Lizzo, as we've established. She the so, show. Yeah, and I loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, she obviously. She started with Cause I Love You, the title track from her album, and then went into Truth Hurts. I'm so glad she did Truth Hurts. I mean, I was a little afraid that she wasn't going to just because... You know, sometimes, like we saw with Billie Eilish, she didn't do Bad Guy. And, you know, some artists just don't want to do their main songs that, you know... Some because they've been performed over and over again. Some because it's pretty much all they have, like Little Nas X. I know Panini was also a nominated hit, too. No, it was not. Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. I don't like medleys, but Lizzo made it work. Mostly because it was only two songs. And she performed all of Truth Hurts. That was really what I wanted for her. Perform all of Truth Hurts. If you want to do other stuff, great, because I love you sounded great. And because she mentioned Kobe Bryant at the top, I think it would have been super awkward to have mm. her mention Kobe I Bryant. Because I love you, and then, it, yeah. meant, it meant something. Because it did. She, said, she said right as she was starting, this is for Kobe. Yeah. Uh, that was my second favorite performance of the night. It opened the night. My favorite performance was one of the last performances of the night, so there was a long gap there. But that was my favorite. My fourth favorite performance of the night was only about one third of the song. Bonnie Raitt's tribute to Lifetime Achievement recipient John Prine, who was there to receive it. Uh, she performed Angel from Montgomery, a song that performed uh, per, uh, appeared on his 19, I believe, 71 debut self-titled album. And she had a big recording of it uh, early on in her career in the early to mid 70s that a lot of people know even more than John Prine's. The reason why I love that this was on the telecast, even if it was only one third, because this lets people know who John Prine is. Maybe they're searching Spotify for his music right now. And I, I just love that. Even though it was only one third of a song, it's number four on my list. Now, it is strange to me that John Prine had a half or partial performance from Bonnie Raitt as Lifetime Achievement when Chicago, Roberta Flack, Isaac Hayes were also Lifetime Achievement Award winners. Of course, Isaac Hayes is not alive to, to be there to see it, but Flack was in attendance. They showed her briefly. That was kind of awkward. Uh, showed her for like five seconds and then just went on with the show. Uh, so why John Prine, not the others? Especially when Roberta Flack is the only person to win. I believe it was either record or song of the year in back-to-back -back years in the history of the Grammys. Uh, but that's kind of beside the point. I, I did love that Bonnie Ray did the performance, even if it kind of led into uh, announcing another performance. 
I love Bonnie Raitt. She's so cool. She so is. So this is the thing. Every time I see Bonnie Raitt, I say she's so cool because she's just cool. She's, she's like she's the definition badass. of cool with her guitar and just her hair. <laughs> Look her up if you don't know her. She's fantastic. Now, Bonnie Raitt's not my favorite performer. Elvis Costello's not my favorite performer. I love both of them, mm -hmm. especially Elvis Costello. Bruce Springsteen is my favorite performer. But when I see Bruce Springsteen, I think, oh, he's great. But there's a female badass of rock music, and it's Bonnie Raitt. There's a male badass of rock music. It's Elvis Costello. Yes, he's a nerd. Yes, he looks like an English professor. But something about him says badass to me. So I love that they both had a little bit of moments to shine today, even if Costello's was before. What do you have next on your favorite performances? Okay, so... I apparently need to check out the Jonas Brothers more. I think I was in that weird thing where, you know, when they first came out, I was a little bit too old for them at the time. But, you know, since their comeback, I actually really like their stuff. Whoever announced them tonight said that they're performing a song called What a Man Gotta Do. And based on the chorus, it sounded like that would be the title. I actually looked it up. Uh, it is not on their most recent album. So I don't know if this, really? is, a, I don't know if this is a new song or if it's just something they wanted to perform tonight. Uh, they were nominated for Best uh, Group Vocal Performance, which ended up going to Old Town Road for Sucker, uh, which is actually a better vocal performance than Old Town Road. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't perform Sucker. I do like the song Sucker. Mm -hmm. uh, Jonas Brothers sound pretty good. They did sound, and I loved, like, it was just a fun performance. I loved the dancers and just, I mean, it, it was very, um, uh, and their voices were great. They sounded great. The showmanship was great. I mean, they just, they kind of, to me, they proved exactly why they are still so popular. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> R&B doesn't get enough love, in my opinion, from anybody. I, I don't hear people talk about it. Uh, it doesn't get too much love. Uh, none of the uh, uh, awards were given on the show tonight. Her, for the second year in a row, had one of my absolute favorite performances with a song on her album I used to know her called Sometimes. Last year she performed the song Hard Places, which was nominated this year for Song of the Year and Record of the Year, and it is absolutely beautiful. Uh, but Sometimes Tonight was great. She starts out on piano, gets up from the piano mid-performance, grabs a guitar, just sounds like Jimi Hendrix. I'm, I'm, uh, it's uh, she. She shreds, and I, I knew she could do this because I've seen her do it on, I believe, Hard Place or some other shows on on Stephen Colbert doing something, and just sounds beautiful vocally. Uh, performance on both piano and guitar, spectacular. She was nominated for a handful of of Grammys tonight, both in the major categories and in the R and B. I don't think she won anything tonight, which is another That's shocker. Tragic. Uh, I love this performance. It's two years in a row. She's had one of my top three or four favorite performances of the evening. Do you have anything to add to that, or what do you what do you have next on your list? Well, when you see an that artist, that was my third favorite performance of the evening. By yeah, the way, yeah. Well, when you see an artist just go from the piano and just this beautiful moment, and then just completely shred on the guitar, and then go back to the piano, like, and just because you have to get in a different mindset. I mean, even though it's the same, you know, song or. It, it's just, it was very cool. Her so album, I, I Used to Know Her, was nominated for Album of the Year this year. I believe it's two EPs that they put together for an album. Uh, she's the first artist in 10 years since Lady Gaga to be nominated for Album of the Year in back-to-back -back years. Only awesome. 16, I believe, have ever done that. Frank Sinatra did it twice. Well, and so I have on my list First Man by uh, Camila Cabello. That was a, it was a uh, beautiful performance. Uh, what do you have to say about it? Uh, I cried. Um, I did not. <laughs> it's, 
Well, I think it's just, and I don't know. I'm going to have to look this up to see if it was, because you had mentioned that during the performance. It was the first time her dad had heard the song. I really want to know if it's the first time that he'd ever heard it. Now, he's going to cry regardless. Right. But it It was basically. It would be great if it was a surprise and he had never heard it. I hope he had never heard it before. And I hope that he, or. It was lovely. It was beautiful. It was basically, you know, a love letter to her dad. I mean, that he, he was the first man that, you know, loved her. And, you know, she's talking about in the song about, you know, meeting this boy and everything. And it's just, and they had a home movies playing in the background of them, you know, and he's just, you know, and she comes down from the stage and goes to him and he's crying. And it was just, I mean, I'm, it was just beautiful. And I hope I, I need to look that up because, and if you haven't seen that performance, you have to see it it's just it's so touching it was touching she performed twice tonight this song part of the ken early tribute she was a nominated artist she was nominated for senorita with sean mendez i believe they're dating um but nominated for a duo duo not performing that song gets two performances even though one was part of a tribute I'm so glad they did it. That yeah, it was great. It was great. That, I'm about, okay with that, I guess. It's when just, they talk about a Grammy moment, that's a Grammy it moment. It is, but I'm get, get nominated people in there, too. Uh, already talked about my second favorite performance. It was the opener, Because I Love You, and Truth Hurts by Lizzo. You already talked about it. It was your favorite performance overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything else on your list? I mean, I've got This Land. This Land course. was my favorite performance of the night. I have it at number one. Uh, I've liked the song ever since I heard it, which was early 2019. Uh, it made my list of best Americana or country songs of last year. Even though it's a stretch for Americana, it's definitely not a country song. It's a rock song. Uh, he's a rock blues artist. He has had stuff that that gets played in the Americana community, so I had it on my list. I, I love the song, though. I like that he had The Roots perform with him. I had seen that performance before, though, because uh, they did it uh, a while back on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. Of course, The Roots are Fallon's house band at that show. Uh I've seen him perform it on Saturday Night Live. He always does the edited version of it. Tonight, he did the edited version in the first verse, went into the unedited version in the second verse. I hate network censorship. Let the guys sing his songs. Let the people say what they want to say. It's not going to hurt any of us. Uh, I don't know if he did that accidentally or if he did it intentionally. I hope he did it intentionally. Uh, great performance, especially with the backdrop of like the old plantation Set on fire. fire. Oh, I love uh, that backdrop. That I'm was sure, gotta be the coolest I'm sure one. some people who stayed up that late are probably, if they were still in the show, are probably railing on them for it. So I'm being political. There wasn't that many political moments for a, a Grammys award show that was somewhat surprising to me. Yeah. Uh, this absolutely. was the big political moment. It was necessary, in my opinion. Uh, absolutely loved it. My favorite performance of the year, uh, Gary Clark Jr. Uh, it was, it was, you said Lizzo was your favorite. Was this your second favorite? No, actually, that was kind of down the line. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, What's wrong with you? I, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was fantastic. He's fantastic. I'm, you know, cool with that. But I just, I don't know. I was just surprised by the other people and the, you know, the showmanship and just the, the fun of it. Now, down the list, you know, I've got, and I know you didn't really like it as much as I did, but I loved Usher paying tribute to Prince. I thought it was great. I love that you know you his, know I, I i can understand why you say that it's the sixth best performance on my list that's right so just missed my top five interesting i'll tell you why though why i was complaining about it early if you well, want to continue you know i just well first of all usher is amazing and he's his moves i mean that i just thought it was a good prince tribute. he sounded fantastic i mean on you know uh kiss that was just and I, I loved, yeah, I just loved it. Here's, even though it's six on my list, because Usher did sound fantastic, but 
And Sheila E., who had a lot, who may have even dated Prince at one point, was on drums, if, if people didn't notice that. Uh, Usher performed a medley of Little Red Corvette, When Doves Cry, When Doves Cry is my favorite Prince song, and Kiss, and it sounded great. Here's the problem. And the reason why they did this tonight is because the Grammys are going to do a, a Prince tribute special airing sometime in a few months or so. Here's the thing, though. You may be saying to yourself, didn't they just pay tribute to Prince? Yes, they did. A few years ago, after he died, uh, Bruno Mars performed Let's Go Crazy, probably my second favorite Prince song on the Grammys, and he slayed it, and it was better than the Usher performance. So that's why I had some complaint about it, but still, I have it at number six. I have it ahead of Billie Eilish. I have it ahead of Camila Cabello and the Jonas Brothers performances I liked. Which is a perfect lead into my next one, Billie Eilish. <laughs> um, I actually really liked that performance is she did uh when the party's over and i did as much as i wanted to see her do some really cool showmanship mm-hmm. and do too. the cool you know mm-hmm. effects with bad guys so i liked that she took a moment to really have just a quiet moment i think it Grammys. was important for her, as much yes. as i think you and me and everybody else would have liked to have seen that i think that there are some people out there who said well billy eilish you know bad guy's a good song but it's production it's it's a talking song she can't sing well, when the party's over tonight shows that Billie Eilish can sing, mm-hmm. and some of the rest of the album, that's album of the year, shows that she can do it too. So I think it was an important moment, even if it's further down on my list. I have it as the seventh best performance of the night. And look, slow songs are harder to do. I feel like you have to really take command of a room to be able to pull off like a good ballad and everything, especially, you know, if you have a good voice, I mean, it'll work for the most part, but you really, and she took control of that room. I mean, even like when Alicia Keys was mentioning her, she's like, she's gonna be quiet, or she said something to that effect, like it'll be quiet. And it was just, it was really, that was a cool moment for her. And being so young. You want me to ruin our nights real quick? Sure. She is exactly half of our age. (laughs) And she is a four time, five time actually, (laughs) Grammy Award winner tonight. Well, that's all, folks. <laughs> uh, other oh, performances. Man. I really enjoyed the, the musical uh, instrumental trombone shorty in Orleans Avenue performance of When the Saints Go Marching In. That was right after the In Memoriam. Uh, uh, the last person they showed was Dr. John, who died last year. So that was great. And I liked on the... Um I forgot, I'm blanking on the instrument. <laughs> they had 24. I don't know if you noticed it. It was painted on the trombone. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did see it a couple times. It was uh, on a, the Kobe Bryant jersey was held up uh, by somebody during the Nipsey Hustle tribute. And it was on a chair in the Old Town Road uh, performance by Lil Nas X. Which is on others. my list of top performances. Uh, really? I, yes. I thought we were done with that. Uh, let me say, <laughs> since I mentioned yes. the memoriam, let me say... How dare the Grammys misspell Rick Ocasek's first name in the MRM? He's a rock and roll hall of famer. How can you get his? I know most people spell Rick with a K, but the guy's been around for 40 something years and, and was a legend. How can you do that? Anyway, back to Old Town Road. It's on your favorite performances. I thought it was a cluster. Um. Wow, that's intense. I like uh, the song. I like the song. Yeah. I am thrilled it won uh, Best Music Video. Yeah. Because uh, uh, it, it's an Hilarious. amazing music video. Chris awesome. Rock's in it. It's great. Fantastic. Uh, why was it one of your favorite performances? Well, first of all, I love the song. Second of all, I thought it was cool. I liked him walking. You know, they basically, he had different rooms and he walked into different rooms. I love um, that he incorporated. Yeah, I love that he incorporated different people, different performers. Um, I liked the fact that he had, you know, BTS because obviously they're huge. I thought I didn't that was like kind of cool. Well, I thought it was kind of cool. I people liked keep that putting he... BTS is not nominated for a Grammy. They keep putting BTS <laughs> on these shows because they have this large group of fans 
And I don't get it. it. When they're nominated for Grammys, if they're nominated for Grammys, put them on a show. But I don't need them singing Soul Town Road on the <laughs> Grammys. I don't need freak. Give, give me Eric Church on the Grammys. Give me Yola performing on the Grammys. Give me Ashley McBride performing on the Grammys. I don't need freaking Mason Ramsey yodeling punk from Walmart becomes a star on the YouTube or TikTok or whatever the frick you people are using. I don't need Mason Ramsey with BTS on the Grammys. All right. That kid should disappear. All right. Not, not literally. I don't want the government coming after me. I'm not starting any conspiracy theories. But Mason Ramsey. Right. The kid started by yodeling lovesick blues by Hank Williams Sr., the cool Hank Williams, in a Walmart in, I believe, Kentucky. And next thing you know, he's performing with Florida Georgia Line and Lil Nas X. Okay. You were singing yo lovesick blues. You were yodeling, kid. Now you're performing a line of Old Town Road on the Grammys on a stage where legends have performed. Bruce Springsteen has been on that stage, kid. Well, Go back to yodeling in Walmart. Hey, hey. Okay, part, part of me wants to say preach it because I do think that artists like Eric Church or Ashley McBride or other ones, and honestly... But I think I wasn't as worked up because I had no idea who he was. I had no idea who Man, that was a mess, though. I loved it. It was a mess. I would have enjoyed... I do like this song. Again, I feel like... I'm, I'm so against this right now. I feel like I have to keep reminding people. I like the song. I thought it should have won Record of the Year. Glad it won Music Video of the Year. I think it should have been Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus. And it would have been nice if they had done a Western theme. It would have been great if they could have gotten Chris Rock to reenact the, the that Ride cool. Boy Ride or whatever he said from the video. Um... But you don't need BTS, you don't need Mason Ramsey, you don't need Diplo, you don't... Uh, okay, I was about to say you don't need Nas. That was the only cool part of the I was going to say you need Nas. <laughs> Nas is a hip-hop legend, and here's Lil Nas X. They shared the stage. It was a nice moment. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have anything else to say about it? <laughs> well, I think you... Before uh, I go on about Yoli and Walmart that was an, I was going to say, that was an intense We've gotten to almost an hour on the show. Oh, and my I'm goodness. Going on about yodeling and Walmart. I know. I could have been Yodel Boy! <laughs> Thanks for sticking with with us, people. Um, no, and you know what? It was good that you stuck with us because you would have missed that whole yodeling rant. Yeah. However, I've got nothing else. Here's the deal. I, you know, and to be fair, his microphone didn't work partly during my the microphone may so. not work anymore. <laughs> yell about yodel boy. No, I thought it was no. Just I, neat. I think whose microphone didn't work? Mason. Oh my god. It was. It messed up. At well, the I know a little le- good. I know a little Nas. I wish. I wish you know Ariana Grande had gone out a couple times. Too. Nobody's gonna be listening to this anymore. Uh, little Nas X didn't sing part of it. He, had, he was one of the few artists I know had the backing track. That's fine, I guess. But I don't, I don't have anything else to add about the Grammys. It was not my favorite Grammys. Uh, the awards were okay. The nominees weren't my favorites, but I'm fine with the winners. Uh, most of them, at least. Uh, the top five performance on my list was great. Other than that, uh, the show just went too long. I, you know, I because I had so many great performances, there wasn't any... Okay, sorry, Tyler, the creator. Other than his performance, I didn't hate anything. So that's the thing. I mean, there was some... I want to see Tyler, really the creator, perform with David Byrne. <laughs> <laughs> they, I, they don't even have to sing. They don't even have to sing. I just want to see them dance together. <laughs> it would be interesting, I guess. Maybe, that, maybe I'd get into it. But no, I just, uh, you know... My big takeaway is I wish Lizzo had gotten more, but, you know, truth hurts. Three's good. Three's a, three's a good amount. Three's good. Um, 
I guess that'll do it for the uh, Word Podcast Grammys <laughs> recap. If you're still listening, and if you ever want to find us on social media to disparage us about how much you love Ariana Grande. And Mason Ramsey, apparently. Mason Ramsey. <laughs> or if you just want to call April a, a idiot for not liking Tyler, the creator. Oh, you can yeah. find you us can at, the, <laughs> at the Word Webzine at Twitter. At the Word Webzine on Twitter. At the Word Webzine on Facebook. You can find our written articles on the wordwebzine.weebly.com. And you can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts pretty much. Uh, Am- uh, not, I always say Amazon. Apple. Yeah. <laughs> Apple iTunes. Uh, Spotify. Uh, we record the show on Anchor and upload it on Anchor. You can listen to us there. Uh, April, you want to say goodbye? That That is it. Yola hee-hoo. Yola hee-hoo. On that note...